was into some of the hair metal bands and when mm-hmm. Megadeth came along I was like I, I was blown away I remember watching Headbangers Ball on MTV mm-hmm. and seeing oh. Megadeth videos and thinking this is insane you know this is this is it's way sc- different it's scary <laughs> yeah. so I, I'll make uh, Gordon's head explode I kind of mix them up with Metallica a lot when I was younger and yeah well dave mustaine was in metallica yeah that's right that's what and, it was and he got he got kicked out before they ever uh recorded a their first album but um and he was so mad that he started megadeth as like a i'm gonna i'm gonna get them i'm gonna get them metallica's So, uh, speaking of that MTV show, we were, uh, me and my friends were at a Pearl Jam concert, uh, like in 2001, maybe. And we were walking down the little thing at Walnut Creek and Matt Penfield passed us. And and my friend, my friend Matt Matt Penfield, (laughs) my friend Matt freaked out. He was the only one that really recognized him. He's like, uh-huh. oh, that's Matt Penfield. And he ran Matt up to him and like Matt Moore. To him. Was it Matt yeah. Moore? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then he came back. He was like, oh, Matt Penfield. <laughs> you remember that uh, find the VJ contest? That, oh, yeah. And they came to like Spencer, North Carolina. And the girl <laughs> there won or something. I do not. I remember that existing, but I don't remember that. She lived on like the same hall with this girl. Went to high school, apparently, with at, oh yeah, at, at UNC Charlotte, but there was that VJ Jesse. Remember him? He was like wild and crazy Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, I hated that guy. We're off the rails here, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then remember that time that W uh, Andrew WK came to like NC Central? No. Oh, that was man. MTV did some awesome things back in the day. He's just like, I loved, I loved your assessment of him. I love you. You're like, I love him because he just wants to party. Like that's his whole thing. I just want to party. And then his second album came out, and it was like not about partying. Stay with what you know, man. Yeah. Back to Megadeth, real quick. When you're coming up with band names, I, w- I always think it's I-, I love the stories behind how band names are formed. And I just wanted I want to know how Megadeth <laughs> like like they were sitting around. How about death? And they and then they try to top that with you know, how about super death? <laughs> well, yeah, this was like, like the reached, Cold War. Eventually they reached Megadeth. <laughs> Megadeth is a unit of um used to count the number of deaths from like a nuclear fallout or something. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, uh, it's like a million deaths or something, right, John? Yeah, I was going to say that it had probably had something to do with the Cold War because it's like megaton, mega death. Those are all terms of yeah. like That's it still doesn't really how explain how Dave Mustaine came up with that. So the 80s had a lot of like, uh 
I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, when you read the interviews with him, because I get a bunch of, like, sponsored content in my feed that's all, like, 80s metal bands. And it's like, read about the recording of Peace Sells, but who's buying? And it's like, (laughs) Dave, how'd you come up with Peace Sells, but who's buying? And he's like, I was driving in traffic, and I came across, I saw a bumper sticker that said, Peace Sells, but who's buying? And that's how I came up with it. Like, he just, he saw a bumper sticker. That's kind of lame. There were a lot of misleading band names in the 80s, like Quiet Riot. If you were to look at a Quiet Riot album Mm -hmm. and see the name and then see the guy who was wearing, um, uh, or wait, was it? No, no, not Quiet Riot. I'm sorry. Um, Iron Maiden. So if you look at an Iron Maiden album and you see the guy in the the mask and you see him in the... Yeah, and you see him in the, uh, I guess, the straight jacket, you think, man... You know, this is badass. This is going to be <laughs> incredible. And then you listen to Quiet Riot and it's... You've conflated uh, Quiet Riot and Iron Maiden and that is like criminal. Iron Maiden is badass. Iron Maiden is badass, yes. Wait, hang on. <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused now. <laughs> I'm so confused. Who had the mask on with the straight jacket on the That's cover? Quiet Riot. Okay, they suck. <laughs> Iron Maiden's way different. <laughs> yes. Okay, Iron Maiden's way different. So you look at Quiet Riot and you think this is going to be badass heavy metal, and then it's stupid poison pop, pretty much. Yeah, I thought Come they were terrible. On, feel the noise. Yeah, Was we'll get wild, wild, wild. Do you think that time will ever return? Like the hair metal? I think it did. In yeah, but it was like ironic. Remember, it was like oh, oh yeah. I'm well, doing... what do they say? History doesn't necessarily repeat but it rhymes and hair metal that that is profound (laughs) hair metal came out of glam rock which was like kind of a pre-punk movement and there were a lot of like really cool bands like uh like the new york dolls and stuff like that that you know did a lot of cool what was then called glam rock but it became more about the fashion and you know then you end up and and the ballads cinderella and whatnot, where they're playing pop music that's produced to sort of sound like it might have um, some metal in the family. Yeah. And I I would posit that the same thing happened with what was called emo music, which was yeah. initially, you know, outgrowth of punk. And then you have these bands like, I don't know, My Chemical Romance or whatever, that were just dressing up playing pop songs that were produced to sort of sound like they might have some some punk somewhere in the background. I, I listened to a podcast yesterday about the history of Hey Jealousy, that song from oh, Gen, yeah. Gin Blossoms. That's a really like crazy rock and roll story to be such a mundane band. You should like, I, I like th- I like that band actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, was a, I, I was a Gin Blossoms fan. <laughs> I mean it wasn't it's not bad. I, I the song was It sounds like a, a lot of the other nineties stuff. There's a Yeah, there's it's all it, what do they call it? Um J- jangle rock yeah yeah there's a there's a new documentary on netflix it's called uh, song exploder and it just tells the story about a song and the only one that piqued my interest um was rem's losing my religion and so it's 30 minutes about how a mandolin song with no chorus became a number one hit and it's actually really fascinating 
and they, that was a uh, that was a podcast first. I didn't know they turned it into a Netflix show. That's yeah, cool. it's it was really good. And there's a few other. There's like an Alicia Keys song on there. There's something from Hamilton, and I'm, I'm you know we'll go back and watch some of those. But I just watched REM first, and it's really good. It's just uh, and they interview all the band members, and they have Michael Stipe listening to, um, uh, kind of you know early copies of the song that he hadn't heard in 30 years and it's it was uh highly recommended it's a good song but you know like you said they wanted to his record label wanted them to lead off with shiny happy people <laughs> and uh, he said no we're, we want to do losing and he's like i hate that song and uh i'm embarrassed by it but i was really happy about this song and and we stuck to our guns and it ended up becoming a hit so 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 uh jim blossom's song right the guy who wrote it was the guitarist and he uh, got kicked out of the band in um, like two months after he wrote it. And this was before they were stars or anything. And then the album came out and he was out of the band and he like, and they went like, you know, it exploded. It was like the number one, whatever. And um, it was like the number one song or whatever. And they, that guy killed himself. Yeah. And like he was like the man who wrote the song. So I he mean, wrote really... he wrote like a lot of that first album and Yeah, yeah. And it became a big hit. That's why their second album was called Congratulations, I'm sorry cuz Oh, really? That's what everybody was saying to him after their first album came out like oh. Congratulations on this big hit album and I'm sorry about your friend, you know. Dang, that's like, it's pretty wild. Yeah, but I'd never I mean, heard it was the, really interesting. I'd never heard the term jangly rock, but yeah, I can you listen to that song and just jangle your keys with it, and it kind yeah. of goes with it. It's something about it's called Jang, Jangle Rock, or I don't know. But yeah, it was a cool podcast, and it's I'll like I'll uh, tell you what, if you listen to the song from that album, Found Out About You, and then yeah, listen, I like that song, and then listen to Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, the start, you'll, you'll never be the same. Those, those, I know, it's those, those songs same. are exactly the same, yeah, they are. And uh, what was that movie? The guy talks about Blue Oyster Cult, the whole movie. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Detroit Rock City, maybe? Have oh, I've never that? seen that. It's kind of like Days to Confuse. But... Right. Well, but so yeah. are, what are we talking about today, guys? Well, <laughs> rock, <laughs> rock music. <laughs> we're 13 minutes in. We have no guests this week. Uh, I was going to suggest we talk about the election, but we can wait till next week. We can continue with our music theme. Um, but uh, what are we going to say about the election that hasn't already been said? <laughs> well, I just wanted to go down the ballot and I'm just kidding and talk about it a little bit. Um, we don't have to say who we're voting. I mean, we've all voted, right? Based on the numbers, most of Lee County is, has probably voted by now, or a lot of Lee County voted by now. So, yeah, not, the intention with that is not to further inform voters or to... Uh, Aren't y'all amazed at how much early voting took off this year? Just, I guess people are just excited about voting. Excited can, is one way to put it. I contend, <laughs> I contend that people who wait for Election Day are the same people who... Uh, still using dvds to watch movies and and watching network television uh nobody waits till election day anymore it's you know it's kind of i did mail in to do that i did mail in i was pretty 
pretty excited about how it turned out. So I went to the Hale Center downtown and just sauntered in without any interruption and cast my vote. And oh, do they have three this year? No, they've uh, moved it. the downtown site is not oh, okay. elections. Yeah. It's at the Hale Center because I guess because of distancing. I voted at the Hale Center too. Uh, two things. It was easy. Walked in, waited about five minutes, voted, walked out. Um, I felt like the electioneers outside were closer than in a lot of areas. Like, I know you're supposed to have this buffer room, but it felt like that they, they were just kind of hanging out in the front steps. And I, I don't know. It just felt like it was a lot closer to me. And uh, I did not know you were allowed to wear candidate garb when you voted because I saw at least two people um, wearing Trump shirts or hats when I voted. You can wear it if you're in there voting, but if you're in there for some other reason to observe or whatever, you cannot wear candidate. Yeah. Okay, I didn't even know. I, I could have sworn in the past I've seen election officials ask somebody to take off that shirt or turn that shirt inside out or take off that hat because it had a candidate's name on it. So there was this uh, reporter who made a big stink about um, trying to take a picture at a polling place. I guess he had permission. I don't know if you saw this, but I've done that before. I had to go take a picture at the armory one time when I was at the Herald and they wouldn't let me in. You're not, apparently you're not supposed to take pictures of the actual voting. I don't know exactly what his beef was, but I always, a lot of, you see a lot of photos of people in a booth or, you know, their backs turned to you. You, The one time I I tried to do it, they said the ballots. The one time I tried to do it at uh, the armory, I was not allowed to, I was allowed to take pictures of the room but like not individual people or anything. I don't think they really know what the rules are. Really? It doesn't matter. It's just an election. <laughs> do, do y'all think that we've seen our October surprise yet, or you think there's something big coming? Uh, I think it came in the form of the Borat movie. <laughs> <laughs> it came out today. I want to see it. I, yeah, it's, I it, it was on Amazon last night. I watched a little bit of it, but I was about to fall asleep. But it's Pretty funny. Good. Yeah. What I saw, I was laughing. I was laughing pretty hard. <laughs> I, do I need to go back and watch the first one? I know it's it's you know, but I mean you need to eight. because it's awesome. But you, right. you oh, no, I've don't seen it, to. but I haven't seen it in a okay. while. Oh, okay. <laughs> he gives a little bit of a recap. Okay. I don't think the story is that important. Anyway. No, I don't either. Yeah. Did you get to the Giuliani part? No. No. Okay. I would have gone straight to that. <laughs> um, I did not also watch the debate last night. It was a rare night that I was in bed before I usually am and had a good eight hours sleep. So I didn't actually watch the, the debate, but I saw that it was civil. Uh, yeah. Ish. Yeah. I ended up turning it off. Well, I it came outside good. and then my wife texted me and said, uh, I turned it off. I can't take it anymore. Let's watch something else. I watched so football I'm, most of the night because <laughs> my wide receiver was starting for uh, my fantasy football team. So, so I know people but, people yeah. view the rant as as left leaning, and and we're not. I, I don't feel like we've used our publication to to uh, you know swing the vote one way or the or the other. But um, but I will say that, and I'm not saying this to 
to, to be super, super political right now, but I will say that I did vote for, for Joe Biden this year. And, uh, and I have a lot of friends who, um, who are still voting for Trump, who voted for Trump last time. And I guess my question to them is really what has happened in the last four years that, that made them vote for him again. And 100% the answer I get is nothing to do with the last four years, 100% to do with the Supreme Court. And it just makes me like wonder what the role of a president is. Is it really just to, to nominate Supreme Court justices? Is that really all we're voting for? Does it come down to one thing like that? Or I think the rest of it's been such a mess that I don't understand how and, and I'm not saying – and a lot of these people that are voting for him are pretty moderate people elsewhere in life. It's not the, the crazy Trumpublicans that you see in the, in the parades or, or in the – and, you know, it's – these are people that I'm friends with, people that I respect, people who otherwise I don't speak anything about politics to. But when I find out, you know, which way they voted, I ask them, and it always has to do with – policy and it has zero to do with the person he is or the decisions he's made or the things he said and it's just a bit perplexing to me and that's as far as i'll go with that either of you can add to that or or argue but i just no, want- man you on your own no uh, i think the supreme court is a big deal for a lot of people and um I think it does need to be reformed. I mean, people are acting like it's the third rail rail to talk about packing the court or whatever, but it had 13 members when I guess like Abe Lincoln was president. I mean, it's like not in the constitution that it has to have certain many members. Well, so the, and so the Supreme court is not the only important court of the land. And when right, you block, yeah, you block one president's hundreds of judicial nominees over yeah. the course of a term. And then, you turn around and call something else court packing. It's that's kind of, yeah, it yeah. doesn't add up. Have y'all seen all the bruises on Mitch McConnell? <laughs> <laughs> what? Have you heard about this? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What is wrong with him? Hey, old people get bruises. Don't they? <laughs> oh, his, his hand was like black though. Like with bruise, like purple. I don't know. Sounds like he needs more calcium or potassium or whatever it is. Hey, speaking of music, this is the music issue still, right? This is, yeah. What about that? (laughs) Yeah, did you guys enjoy the the interviews with Britton and Aslan? I did. Did. Yeah. Did, Did you learn anything? Aslan is a pretty impressive dude, and Britain is working hard. Yeah, and uh, I kind of feel like we should have done something with that, like that, with our lives. What do y'all think? <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult. It's very difficult. So going back to the music edition, uh, Britain did release his October Queen video. I and, saw that. Uh, I'm happy to report that it did really well. I don't know what the I don't know what the measure of success is on YouTube, but hang on a second. I'm bringing up his statistics, his up-to-date statistics here. Um, there must be a huge 
subculture beyond that behind that stuff 133,000 views i think that's, that's good, good right <laughs> well um yeah ram, ram videos get a couple hundred he said 133,000 i will say this and i hope that we can have something in our next edition about it but um the video for those of you who haven't seen it has a lot of horror movie icons um, singing lines from britain's song one of whom is a guy named joe bob briggs yes um and i am not super familiar with him because i'm not a big horror movie guy but i know he was in the movie casino and he had a career as a comedian and his connection to britain is not his only connection to sanford i've learned oh um do tell former uh attorney and mediator now retired ron perkinson of sanford uh comedian Ron yes Perkins. also did some stuff in comedy and he called me to tell me a story about the time that he brought joe bob briggs to raleigh for a couple of stand-up shows there and i've asked him if he would write something for our next edition because it's just interesting that a famous person now has two connections to people in our small city so our small city. i've kind of got a uh i've kind of got a Another horror movie connection to Sanford, if you guys will allow me the floor for a moment. So last night, my wife and I celebrated our 23rd anniversary of our first date. Oh, that is a horror. Oh, yeah. wait, what? No. <laughs> no, our first date was on October 22nd, 1997. And the reason I bring that up is because on our first date, we went to see a movie. And we went out for dinner with a couple friends. And that movie was I Know What You Did Last Summer. I remember which, that one. Which uh, stars the, the, the teenage cast of Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze Jr. and, and whatnot. So um, we started watching it last night. And it's, you know, it's a movie. It, it, it's not the best thing ever made. But, you know, it, it, had, it has its moments. Um, but the Sanford connection to this, there was two of them. One we knew and one we found out last night. The one we knew was that there was a Temple Theater veteran named Linda Clark, who has appeared in several Temple productions, oh, yeah. who played a pageant contestant in that movie. And uh, we, uh, when we found out, um, I think I had to do a story on a Temple show and I IMDb'd her and I saw, oh, she was in the movie. Oh, that, wow. And so when we saw her... <laughs> At the at like uh, a Christmas Carol or whatever I think it was uh, a Wonderful Life, we introduced ourselves and said, "Hey, you were in a movie that was our first date, and wonderful lady, wonderful actress, but she couldn't have cared less <laughs> about about that." And uh, she kind of nodded to us and went on to the next person and and fine, whatever. But there's another scene in the movie where there's a beach scene with a band playing. And that band that's playing is Southern Culture on the Skids. And they played at uh, a downtown concert a couple of years back. And Gordon and I had the opportunity to meet the lead singer. And, and uh, I think Gordon interviewed them, right? So, I um, did, yeah. So anyway, two Sanford connections, too. I know what you did last summer. The third being that that was uh, our first date. So. I'll tell you and something. The, and the fourth being that I was in love with Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> when I was a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> I was too, actually. <laughs> oh actually um another thing about this movie it's hilarious because the opening scene somebody's sitting on a cliff on the at the ocean 
And, you know, if you're not familiar with the movie, Sitting on a Cliff, uh, the four teenagers, one of them, a few of them have been drinking. They start driving these windy cliff roads along the beach, and they end up hit, alert. hitting the guy and killing him. So the whole first 10 minutes clear, appears on this beach that has cliffs and rocks and all this. And then the next summer, when Jennifer Love Hewitt receives her I Know What You Did Last Summer letter, the address on the front says Southport, North Carolina. And then the whole sh- movie you find out is supposed to be based in North Carolina. It's filmed North in North Carolina. Carolina. It was it, it was filmed Port. in North Carolina. North Carolina does not have rocky cliffs on the beach, though. It is the flattest beach you've seen anywhere. It does not have these California cliffs like that, though. So they filmed the they had to have filmed the 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 cliff scenes over on the West Coast or up in Maine or something. But well, that happens a lot. I mean, okay. That- but- it took me out of the movie because I know North Carolina does not have mountainous cliffs running along <laughs> like that. Jennifer, Jennifer is trying to get all cozy and fresh on her first date, and you're like, look at that cliff! That's <laughs> not North Carolina! No, she actually is the one who noticed that last night. She says, wait, what did that what did that envelope say? We went back, and it said Southport, North Carolina, which I guess is a fictional town. Yeah. But uh, yeah, North Carolina doesn't have cliffs. And, People, uh, yeah, they don't, they don't South, know. Like, Southport is not a fictional town. Is it not? No, it's not. Yeah. No. Okay, we, well, it's, Southport does exists. Mountains? Does it have mountains? No. Okay. No. That's my point. <laughs> hey, here's I would a, recommend, here's I would the recommend that y'all go to Southport. Here's the Wikipedia. For the beginning of the film, coastal areas of Sonoma County, County California stood in for North Carolina where the film is set. Okay. The remaining so, scenes were filmed primarily around the town of Southport, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, you should go to Southport. It's very nice. So why um, why then did they have did the why did it have to be on mountainous cliffs like that? Why couldn't Well, did they say the at the beginning, did it say that they were in North Carolina? Maybe they all drove no. to California. Yeah, or, I know what you did last summer in California. Whole, no, yeah. the whole movie Sonoma takes- the, the the full title of the movie is I know what you did last summer in Sonoma County, California, which for the oh, beginning shoot. of this movie I, stood I in for that. Southport. I, I didn't read the whole title of the movie. It's parenthetical. It. <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot though. Like that Outer Banks show on Netflix is like so like the geography on it is so terrible. Wasn't there a part was, where they took a river to Chapel Hill? Yeah, like, they took the ferry to Chapel Hill. <laughs> that was a part. And then like it was filmed in Georgia, and it looks nothing like. The Outer Banks. Yeah. yeah. The Ozark you know I mean? was not filmed on Lake of the Ozark. No, no it, it was filmed, filmed in, Georgia in Georgia too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ozark is awesome though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't it, talk it, about it took it, I mean, it took me out of the movie. And and uh and yeah, had that been our first date and had we known anything about North Carolina, it probably would have ruined it and we never would have dated. So you know, I had a good time, Thanks, but that, movie, I just got taken out of that movie. <laughs> I, I can't see it again. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, good for Britain. 144,000 views. That's that's really good. Yeah. Um, what did you like better? I know what you did last summer or Scream? Uh, I thought Scream was... Uh, I thought Scream was a decent movie. I thought it was... Yeah, a horror movie. That's yeah, a horror movie. It, it did well. Uh, um, Isn't yeah. I know what you did last summer Scream at the beach? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, it's like I don't know that I've ever seen all of I Know What You Did Last Well, that's what I was about to say. We, we, we got tired 
as old couples do we got tired and just went to bed like midway <laughs> through it and, and uh i guess i don't remember who the actual killer is in it so uh it was uh the, uh, the old man with the hook well yeah yeah but he's wearing a fisherman's you know fish sticks costume the whole time <laughs> and, and uh, you Gordon. don't actually see who he is yeah but i guess we didn't stay up for the big reveal and i couldn't remember who the killer was so mm-hmm. yeah Marouf. well that happens to the best of us cool. um we've had some yeah. other items in the news uh here recently um the, the big one being that covid numbers are Coming back with a vengeance, and I have not gotten to write this yet, but the county has returned to reporting COVID numbers twice a week now. Yesterday, they issued a press release that I didn't catch until late, late in the uh, <laughs> late in the day. But thirty some new cases since Monday, and they'll be now due to the volume of new cases coming out. They'll be reporting on Mondays and Thursdays. So, yo, can I say something terrible? And I'm gonna say something terrible, and you can edit it out. <laughs> But <laughs> keep it in, keep it in. Every time I hear that they're heating up again, I think of that on NBA jams. He's heating up. <laughs> okay, never mind. Instead of the flaming ball, it's a it's a nice big COVID droplet. Yeah, it's the little droplet. crown thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is heating up. But yeah, we've got lots of uh, probably the most active cases I think that the county's had. It's was it close to three hundred? Yeah, yeah. I'm an I'm an unapologetic mask wearer who walked into the Broadway Circle K the other day to uh, to grab a breakfast bar, and of the eight people in there, I was the only one in my mask, and so I don't know. I if, yeah, happens, if masks are the way to curb this and prevent it then people aren't really that worried about it it looks like and the numbers are going to continue to climb so uh they actually tore my um my circle k down like the one next near near my house like it's gone now y'all know that the one in tramway like the hidden circle k the old one yeah well it's 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 old now it's gone Broke my heart, but but I used to go in there like every day, and and no one wore masks. It was bad. But the people behind the counter always wear masks. Well, behind the counter, she did, and then they had the partition up. But but yeah, uh, it it was several people, and um, you know, I look, I'm not going to. I don't call out people for that. I know some people who do call out people, but I I just. I'm just curious. I'm just I'm just curious people who want things to go back to normal why they can't at least try, I guess. And um and it, I don't know, it comes off as what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't know. I'll shut up because there's a lot of people who think wearing a mask is a, a violation of their rights and and uh, it's a know, it's violation insane. of my rights to not have COVID. It's yeah. insane. My daughter started school. Did your did your kids start school? Yeah, they're all back right now. They're all yeah. back. It's so nice to have them out of the house. Maybe not for long, but they're all back. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. 
But uh, I think they're doing a pretty good job at like keeping kids apart. Claire school, actually likes it. The school mm-hmm. district is uh, is regularly sharing active cases, and yeah. I think if you go school by school, the numbers are very low right now, and that's mm-hmm. good. I, I heard a podcast. I think it was a uh, Planet Money. That's gonna be like my catch line. I heard a podcast, but um, they looked at schools, um, just how often they are super spreaders and apparently it's not it's not happening like i think churches are being yeah. as a super spreader right now and well, that uh, makes because you're in one room and you're singing and you're yeah. talking you know but i think school is it's easier to control yeah, yeah, there's uh, yeah, the schools. <laughs> Cameron's playing basketball now. They're practicing basketball, which I'm. Does he have to wear a mask? When yeah, he's yeah, and he has one of those like athletic masks, apparently. Action mask. Catch Action mask. mask. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of nervous about that practicing basketball like in a room. Yeah, all my kids are playing soccer, and it feels safer because it's outdoors. Yeah. And- if it, it outdoors, I don't know why they didn't do like baseball first and hold off basketball to the very end. You know, you can play basketball outside. Just use one of those. Yeah, they should just do that. Have chain chain nets. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Do it on asphalt. The swish always sounded the coolest on the. Just change it to chain, horse chain link net. <laughs> it's horse. Cameron's got horse practice. <laughs> I did get to go out to Barat Forge and Audentis in the last couple of days, and uh, um, for our next edition of the of the Ramp Monthly, and I was impressed. Like I had not been out. I've seen Audentis from the from US One. That's the the uh, warehouse giant warehouse going up along Colon Road off of US One. Uh, you have to drive a little bit further um, on Colon Road to the east to get to the site where Barat Forge is, but uh, it's uh, an impressive, impressive site. And um, I'll just, I just a lot of people, you. a lot of people working real quick that the building has been up. What they're doing is they're, they're kind of upfitting it for their purposes, but that was Authentis, the, yeah, yeah. They, they've the county got, spec building, but yeah, they completely gutted it and started over in there. And uh the side that's going to be facing the subdivision that'll be across. Um, they ripped out the wall and that will be a, a, a big glass wall with where their lobbies and offices will be. And uh, the guy out there tried to explain to me what they'll be doing in gene therapy. And it was like, he was speaking another language. I just kept nodding my head, but it sounded impressive, sounded impressive. So, and uh, brought forge, same thing. They just giant, giant, pieces of equipment out there that I have no idea what the, one of them looked like it was the doomsday device that, that you see in movies that will bore into the earth and, you know, crack the earth's core. <laughs> what is that? That's death star. son. <laughs> I asked what that was and they shuffled me along and said, I wasn't really supposed to see that. And there were a lot of bald scientists and white coats around yeah. it. <laughs> Step into this vaporizer, Mr. Liggett. <laughs> 
but yeah, we'll, uh, so that's part of, um, those are two of the four big job producers that, uh, were recently featured in North Carolina business magazine that we will be featuring in the next edition of the rant. And, uh, yeah, color me impressed. These gonna be a lot of jobs coming to, to this area. Oh yeah. Party. Yeah. I will say that if, if you haven't voted yet and you're a Lee County listener, please go to our website and check out the candidate profiles and interviews that we partnered with WFJA on. Those are all at rantnc.com uh, candidates for the general assembly, board of commissioners, board of education. Uh, there's no excuse to go into this election without knowing who these people are and yeah. where they're at on the issues. Thanks to the rant, I knew, I knew a lot about all these candidates, and uh, I was. Uh, this was the most informed I've ever been going into an election. I say as a former newspaper editor, <laughs> 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 but it was great. It was great, and uh, um, and uh, I don't know if you still are planning on doing a mail-in ballot. Uh, no, are you guys hearing that? That's then we might be a little late on that or or like what would you advise people do if if they're planning to do a, a mail-in ballot they just have to be postmarked by the election date right yeah but i'd go you ahead know, you it. you can fill out an absentee ballot and then bring it in person to the board of elections which yeah. is uh, that's what i would advise because because early voting is not at the board of elections this year that site will not be full of people and you can if you have safety concerns, mask up, Yeah. walk in, drop it off, get a receipt, and know that your vote is in. And if you are iffy at all about whether your vote will be counted, then I would say early voting is still going on. It was easy for Gordon and I. Um, I think the mad rush at the beginning has kind of tapered off some. Uh, and uh, you can always wait till election day. And uh, um, I don't know, Gordon, I... Like I said, I'm an unapologetic, unapologetic, I'm still saying it wrong, mask wearer, but I felt fine in there. Everybody was, uh, everybody was masked up. Everybody was socially distant and it was a quick and easy process. And if people were worried about that, then, uh, you know, my experience was good. I, I never at once felt like I was crammed into a room with a bunch of people. So the, uh, the Hale Center is a big gymnasium, a lot bigger and than the Board of Elections office. I'll say this, because of uh, safety protocols, you don't have to give the pen back. That's your pen. Mm -hmm. so, Is it fancy? No. No, it's... <laughs> but but it's yours. It and explodes so you need five pen, seconds after you fill out your ballots. <laughs> right. <laughs> Self-destruct. No, we, we put just enough. <laughs> if you need a pen, go vote. Did uh, Were you care more careful than ever on filling in your circle completely. No, like, I just put, I just put X's. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Don't it? Yeah. Like I filled it in so much that I was filling outside of the lines. And then I was trying to draw a perfect oval around. <laughs> like I kept messing up and I don't know. I need glasses. I think. Yeah. That's how I'll end that. <laughs> <laughs>